The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio, out on the web at linewsradio.com. Spotlight on Long Island Schools is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island school boards since 1959. I'm your host, Bob Vecchio, and thanking you for tuning in each and every week to hear about some amazing programs and clubs and activities that our kids are doing in our school districts throughout Long Island. But this week in our spotlight, it's a special education partner segment, and a large part of what goes on in schools every day is supported by technology. And if there's one thing we learned during the pandemic, school districts had to pivot and go from in-person learning to remote learning, and the infrastructure that it took to make that happen spotlighted the need, the disparity between high-needs districts, low-needs districts, and more importantly, the critical importance of investing in your infrastructure so that education could be delivered in a different way when it had to. And some of the lessons learned, well, not everything is going away. There were some benefits to what the shutdown created and caused and some of the lessons learned from that. So we're going to be speaking with one of those education partners, somebody I've known for many years, Mr. Matt Pomara. He is the co-founder and vice president of Arc Technologies. Matt, it's not the first time on Spotlight on Long Island Schools. We spoke to you years ago and you were with a different company, but Again, your, your partnership with education goes back a little bit of ways. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about you and how you got into this crazy business? Yeah. Hey, Bob, thanks again for having me. Um, you know, I had such a great time when we did it last time. We did it over at the airport uh, studio, which was a lot of fun. Um, you and I both have the uh, the radio background. Uh, Sachem School District, WSHR <laughs> alum. You know, Stu Harris Radio lives on. <laughs> yeah, both of us. So that's uh, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I I've uh, I like to say education is my family business. Um and, you know, while I'm not a teacher or a school district administrator, I choose to make my living, uh, you know, another way. I, I love the education business because I think it's the most important thing uh, we can do. Um, it's, you know, the number one determining factor of the value of your home, uh, you know, right? Location, location, location. Well, the school district that you're in is a big part of that. Um, I think it's also, uh, you know, I think it's important work to do. Um, you know, when we had spoken the other night and I had mentioned, you know, we're in unprecedented and challenging times. Um, and I, I, I heard this once and I, I, th I think it bears repeating, you know, the Chinese word for crisis is represented by two characters, right? The first one is danger and the other one is opportunity. And I choose to think about the second one of opportunity. And, you know, when I got into this business, so, uh, you know, I, I, I thought I was going to, uh, I thought I would either write for a newspaper or be on the radio somewhere. Um, but, you know, I kind of got mixed up in the technology business. I started as an intern. Um, that's why when the last time we were on the show, I had started the internship program uh, at Mineola School District. That program is still in existence uh, to this day. I'm very proud of that, uh, even though I don't oversee it anymore. Um, and, you know, that's how I got my start. So it was, I thought it was a good way to give back. And, uh, the funny part of this, which I think you'll get a kick out of, um, I was a, uh, 
I was supposed to like run the warehouse because I was a, a bit, I'm a big guy and, and people, you know, strong. So they were like, all right, he can run the warehouse. Uh, and then the theme that would uh, become the, the story of my life, uh, Bo- I had a problem with BOCES. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Bane of your uh, existence back then. <laughs> and, uh, no, I love my bo- my partnership uh, with BOCES. Absolutely. I kid. I kid. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so we we had uh, there was no no gear, nothing came. So I was literally sitting in the in the warehouse. Uh, I had no uh, you know there was nothing to do, and I was like, oh man, they're gonna they're gonna probably let me go. Um, and my dad made me be a roofer that summer, which was you know problematic for a guy who sweats. Uh, I'm sweating now in the middle of December, <laughs> and and I'm afraid of heights. So the, other than that, it's uh, you know other than that, it's a great job. Yeah, you checked off all the boxes for an OSHA <laughs> disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, you know, but I, I, I took a job as the, they kept me on as the receptionist and they liked me and, uh, they hired me and I, I kind of never looked back. Um, after I graduated, I had a job waiting for me. It was a great experience. Um, and you know, I've been, I've been working with school since 1994 and, uh, Again, I, I think we're in a, in a different, this is kind of the most upheaval and tumult I've seen in the, in the education business. For some of the things you had hit on earlier, um, technology has never played a, a more prominent role than it does now. Um, and the fact that, uh, you know, that we were able to kind of turn on a dime uh, to do virtual school. Um, I don't, I don't think you put that genie back in the bottle necessarily. And I've seen a lot of schools now embrace those technologies to, you know, maybe not administer classes anymore, but maybe to I- administer extra help or maybe even share some resources, right? A novel concept. Um, yeah. or, so, or kids that have phobia about being in schools, you know, some of them thrived in a, in a remote learning environment or a hybrid learning. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely, I, I like what you said, you know, uh, danger and opportunities, right? You know, a, a failure is just an opportunity to succeed, right? And and that's what schools have learned and done very quickly. Uh, but again, the importance of technology to deliver instruction. But I want to touch on a little bit about how technology drives decision making. And that's a big part of what you're involved in. Talk to us about the data that comes out of schools to help drive decisions for student success. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, it's a great question. So my, um, so, uh, Walter cook is the CEO of arc and, um, he had, he had come to me and, and said, Hey, look, you know, I, I'm looking to do something. Uh, and I had a great job. I was working for Cisco, you know, one of the greatest companies in the world. And he said, look, I want to, I want to do something, you know, what do you, what are you thinking? And I said, I would love to do, uh, you know, I, I really want to be in the data analytics space. I think that's, uh, I think it's very important. I think it's ever changing. And I think that's where the, you know, don't go to where the puck is, go to where the puck's going to be. And I, I think that's very important. And I see that as the opportunity. So I, when uh, Walter and I had talked, I hit up a very good friend of mine and somebody that I had worked with in the past, Josh Lipton, um, He's uh, probably one of the single best technologists I've ever met. He's a little he's a little mercurial in his personality. Um, you can quote me on that, but he's a uh, he's just a great technologist. He understands stuff. And when we, when I explained division, what I had for data, um, he just ran with it, and he came up with the whole plan. And you know, we're we're trying to do the analytics. What we're trying to do for schools um, is help districts understand their students. 
um, their students' abilities and their students' challenges. And, you know, we use, him and I always use, when we do, when we go and we work with a school district, we always use us as examples. I'm a history guy. I love to write. I'm still writing. Um, he's a math guy. He's, uh, you know, a, he's a brilliant, if he, if you needed him to write you something, if he had to write you, uh, an email, it looks like hieroglyphics, right? If, but if I have to do something with math, and by the way, I'm in charge of a lot of money, <laughs> but if I have to do something with math, like I have to take my shoes and socks off. So it doesn't make him bad and it doesn't make me bad. It just makes us different. So what kind of instruction would be best for us to learn? Um, I'm better at reading. So if I can read something, that's better. He's better at hands-on and touching. So like, that's kind of what we're trying to get to is, you know, not just shoot from the hip decisions. And, and uh, it's kind of a cliche now in business, but I'll, I'll say it anyway, is that I think about Moneyball, right? And, and what Billy Bean um, what Billy Bean figured out was that on-base percentage meant more than batting average. Now, I personally don't necessarily agree with that theory because I think batting average is still important, but I don't, I'm sure that we're not going to talk baseball today. But, <laughs> but, um, but the bottom line was he figured out that teams were willing to pay for batting average, but they weren't willing to pay for on-base percentage. And my feeling was, you know, what, what are the economies, what are school districts missing that we can help them with? And when I think about it, I, I thought about, you know, data and analytics and the idea of taking uh, all this structured and unstructured data, putting it in a data lake, and then coming up with whatever the, the school district, their challenge and seeing if we can put a data set behind it versus just, you know, coming up with a canned report, you know, coming up with this, it's, it's, we really customize around the needs of the district. Um, you know, we do everything from exploratory analytics to inferential analytics, descriptive analytics, diagnostic analytics, which is, you know, kind of important. And most importantly, and where we're really trying to be on the cutting edge is predictive analytics, where we're, where we could say to ourselves, okay, these, these type of students, didn't do well in the 11th grade, what led up to them not doing well? And how do we help the kids that are in the eighth grade now get them to do better? So when they hit the 11th grade, we're not in the same position. Right. It's a, it's a total systems approach and, and predictive analytics is something incredibly important. We are speaking with Matt Pomera. He's the co-founder and vice president of ARC Technologies. You could visit them at ARC, A-R-C-A-R-K-T-C-I, A-R-K-T-C-I.com. And we're talking computer stuff and data and analytics. And what does that have to do with education? Well, folks, educators are trying to do whatever they can to make up for those learning opportunities lost during the shutdown. So now more than ever, data-driven decisions are so critically important, particularly when we're talking about the investments that need to be made to get our kids back to where they belong and back to where they should be. And then we're also going to talk about how to close that gap between high needs and low needs because that was crystallized when we were shut down and who had the technology and who didn't. Listen, it's the Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio out on the web at linewsradio.com. Check out our Facebook page, Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Your place to suggest a program, club, or activity that your kids are involved in, and your district may be the next one right here in our Spotlight. And we'd like to welcome you back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio and LINewsradio.com. Spotlight on Long Island Schools brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Board Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. Continuing our conversation 
with the vice president and co-founder of Arc Technologies, Mr. Matt Pomera, fellow Sachem grad, fellow the WSHR guy. And in spite of him being a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and oh. being a diehard Raider fan, we we still talk to one another. We yes. just talk, we just don't talk about that famous fight. We're not going to talk about it. We yeah, we're we're gonna. You and I are like I said, we're gonna do some kind of wager. We're gonna have to figure that out. We'll do like yeah, we'll, maybe a swag bet, like a shirt or something. Yeah, but we'll, we'll definitely do. we'll figure something out. And listen, you know, if there's anything Raiders and Steeler fans learn, it's patience and and dealing with agony sometimes. But uh, yeah, after having a lot of success as well. But speaking of success, Matt, you know. We were talking about analytics and, you know, the show is about schools and highlights schools and what schools are doing uniquely. And, you know, listen, the, the shutdown had devastating, devastating impacts on every school community. I don't care if it was a rich school, poor school. Yeah. It impacted everybody. The learning lost opportunities are, are going to be felt for the next decade. Talk to us about, you know, you mentioned something before about predictive analytics, right? And, you know, that intrigued me. So talk to me how you envision the importance of analytics when school district administrators and boards of education and parents are trying to make decisions as to how to make the investments to try to make up for those opportunities as much as they can. You're not going to get it all back, but incrementally. How do you make the right steps? Yeah. So look, the, the first part of uh, solving a problem is admitting you have it, right? And and the best way to look at that is if you, when you're doing, uh, when we're doing this, we look at like the data that will indicate, you know, what do we need to do? So if, the, if students who are successful, the same uh, class of students that were success, same cohort, I should say, not class. So the same cohort of students historically have been successful. And then all of a sudden after the pandemic, that, that the following cohorts are not successful. What did they miss? And what are they, what are they now social interaction, huge part of that. Yeah. Right. But also there, there's different uh, learning opportunities that were missed. So how, you know, we, we can look at that data and say, these are things that they were missing or class time they missed or any of that. And then we give that information to the professionals, the educators, and they, they can come up with a, a prescription on how to fix that. But we can also look at it and say, Hey, you know, we saw that the, the students that were in the 10th grade now that are, you know, uh, it's two years. So now that are going into the 12th grade, we can see what their what their problem was, you know. What we can see what's going to happen with them. Uh, so let's make sure that doesn't happen for the ninth grade, and let's figure out a way to go through. And we can see that this is a possibility that these students might have problems, and that way, again, the professionals, the people who are do this on a daily basis, can look, talk to the students, and come up with a prescriptive plan to help them get to, uh, you know, get back to where they need to go. So to bring it back in terms of where laymen can understand all this, because it's it's a very tough business, the education business. But we were talking during the break about one of your first projects and and how you could relate it back to the the value, even for the parents to understand how data makes a decision or it makes an importance of the decision when you know you're talking about attendance. We spoke about attendance. So tell us a little bit about that and and what the data shows you. And it just again brings back why data should be driving the decision, not the anecdotal observation or something that is not, you know, it's more subjective than objective. 
Yeah. So, so look, our first, our first project we ever did, this was a while back when we were first trying to get into it. And this was one of the things that was always a burning desire to get back into this side of the business was when we looked at it, we had, uh, we had done a study and it was basically, if your student doesn't come to school, they don't, they do terrible in school. And, you know, uh, obviously that's, you know, probably pretty self-evident. However, it's a captain obvious moment, but (laughs) but there, there is a threshold though. Well, and there, and I, I'll tell you, there are certain people that that don't agree with that. They're like, well, right. kids don't necessarily need that much schooling, and and maybe they don't. But I can assure you, they are the exception, not the rule. And we have the data to prove it. So when we look at it, you know, students that missed over fifteen days of, of instruction uh, fell off a cliff uh, from their grade point average. Right? They just they did terrible. Now, but but taking this full circle back to what we what we were talking about with the pandemic. There are students that miss more than 15 days of instruction, even if they were being instructed remotely, they might not have participated or they just didn't have the interaction. Um, So, so again, how do we fix that? And, you know, we bring the data to the districts, we ask them, and to your point too, it's not just anecdotal, it's, hey, these are hard facts and these are hard truths. We also can find out things that, you know, we might, we might have a theory, uh, one theory, or the district might have a theory, and the data proves otherwise. And that happens. And that's, uh, you know, and that's good. Like, that's the whole point, though. So instead of going down the wrong, the wrong way, um, you know, it, it's, it's really been a, uh, it's, it's very enlightening. It's, it's exciting stuff. We're, we're very proud of what we're doing. And um, I, I'll tell you, it is fun to kind of be in demand. We've had a lot of districts reach out to us. Um, I mean, we, you know, we were there the other night and we were talking together and, uh, you know, so a couple of districts came over and, and started asking us questions and, we're very excited about that. Um, and just to put everybody's mind at ease, uh, you know, we follow all ed law 2D compliance. I'm, listen, by by force um, and by practice, I, you know, we're cybersecurity freaks here because- You have to understand, be. Yeah. Like it's, the you know, the attack surface, by the way, has, has like quadrupled since we went remote on a lot of different areas. So, uh, you know, I've, I've had to deal with cybersecurity. It's my least favorite part of the business. You know, I posted the other day, this was a lot of fun, this business, until the hackers showed up. Um, you know, I'm a collab guy. I love collaboration. It's my favorite technology to talk about other than analytics. And, you know, we're focused on the security piece. So, like, we put everybody's data is protected. We put it in, you know, all different kinds of uh, measures to make sure uh, we're keeping everything safe. And then not only that, uh, and we follow you again, all the Ed Law 2D uh, compliance. But not only that, we, you know, we practice what we preach and we preach that to schools and we make sure that we do that. It, it's so critically important. And, you know, municipalities and school districts are, are getting hacked every day in, in Suffolk County. We saw firsthand how it can cripple uh, operations. And we did a show a couple of weeks back and I said something as simple as your phones go down because it's voice over internet protocols and and something a rumor happens in a school about something going on in one of your buildings and parents can't reach anybody forget it that creates a crisis within a crisis let's talk about forward thinking vision and and i want your opinion on this and i touched on it briefly the 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 shutdown crystallized the difference between folks that were able to have one-to-one initiatives and those districts that didn't how do you see closing that digital divide among many other things that we see disparities uh, within public education on Long Island. 
So I still, I still very much believe that education is the great equalizer um, for, for everything. Um, I do believe that. And I believe that uh, enhancing technology in the hands of educators will, will make that mission go even faster. Um, you know, there's all kinds of programs. There's all kinds of grants. There's all different ways uh, to get devices in the hands of students and to get students to use them. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it's funny it is, you know, there's always that, there's always that, uh, that screen time versus non-screen time. Um, you know, there's, there's, that's always a challenge and look, there's nothing that's going to replace a great teacher. Um, but I think again, if you put the right technology in the hands of the right educators, uh, it, the amount of people they can touch is, is just mind boggling. And I, um, you know, I think, again, there's different programs, there's different ways to, to make sure that you do it. There was the whole smart schools initiative. There was, yep. you know, it's funny, I, I had a huge argument with, uh, with somebody, um, I won't say who, but uh, I had a huge argument with somebody. And, and one of the things uh, the person had said to me was, well, I'm not, I'm not using my smart schools money to, to buy devices. Uh, this is prior to, to the pandemic. He's like, you know, he's like, we'll be paying for those for 15 years. <laughs> and, uh, and they'll be in a, in a landfill in three. I said, well, let me ask you a question. The kids, uh, because you're such a sharp business person, I go, what about the kids that aren't, don't have devices now? You're going to tell them, hey, good news. I'm, I'm really smart and uh, you're not getting devices. So uh, good luck in college when you haven't touched the computer. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I think schools have done, have come leaps and bounds in that area, but we still got to go more. And then, you know, I, I think it's something definitely that we can look at. Well, Matt Pomera, co-founder and vice president of ARC Technologies, A-R-K-T-C-I-A-R-K. I kept wanting to say C. The ARC, A baby. It's the ARC. ARC. Noah and the ARC. A-R-K-T-C-I.com. Exactly. We thank you for your thoughts and your opinions about the role that technology and, more importantly, data-driven decisions plays on public education here on Long Island. And we thank you for joining us. We'll have you back. And you've been listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. We tune in each and every week, and you're going to hear some amazing stories from our students about the things that they're doing, succeeding and thriving, in spite of what some folks will say they should or shouldn't be doing. And we like to highlight it right here. So thanks for tuning in each and every week. And check out our Facebook page, Spotlight on Long Island Schools. That's your place to suggest a program club or activity that your kids are involved in. And your school district may be the next one here at our Spotlight. Till next week, take care, stay safe, and be well. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.